Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. Welcome to This Week in the State Line. I'm your host, Steve Summers. We'll start off by discussing the Rockford Park District with the Director of Communications, Laura Gibbs-Green. How are you, Laura? Hey, how are you? Good to talk to you, Steve. Well, we're healthy, and that's what it counts nowadays, right? That's right. That's right. It's the little things that matter the most these days. I appreciate you coming on the air today because we're talking about uh, all the COVID-19, how it affects businesses, but the Park District was also affected pretty big as well because of the virus, correct? Yeah, I mean, we're estimating, you know, April and May, probably about a million dollars in lost fee revenue. Now, that's not counting then the summer months where we know we're going to have to make some major adjustments based on what can and can't be open. So, um, it, it is a big impact on us. We only have kind of two main revenue streams as property taxes and fees. And so when you could dramatically reduce down one of those revenue streams, of course, that's going to leave some, some lasting impact on our organization. So we are, like many, um, trying to find new ways to function and be creative and do more um, and continue to do what we can try to do, but maybe do it in a different way, um, do it with less staff. You know, we have team members right now that normally aren't working at our golf courses, but because of the fact that we don't have that high amount of our seasonal staff on, 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 uh, with us right now, we've got team members from all over our organization that are cleaning carts and being a starter and checking you in. And, and so that's kind of how we function in the park district is we support whatever we need to support and, and make sure that we can definitely support the community because this is a trying time and recreation is needed now more than ever. That's right. Mobilize the troops and uh, job titles don't matter anymore. <laughs> That's true. We've always had kind of the mantra of, you know, uh, one team, one goal. And so really this has been a testament of that. Well, it's just honored that uh, the golf courses were actually opened up. And outside our window here on Sandy Hella Road, we see golfers. And it just makes a little bit of a normalcy, I guess i say, for the week. Yeah, yeah, I would say you're seeing a little less golfers. We only have so many slots that are uh, allowed to be taken in an hour time span. But, yeah, it kind of adds a little bit more of that normal summer summer spring feel for for you have you, you seen the there. the golfers have they been like receptive to all the new changes they really have been yeah you know what because everybody was just itching to get back on the golf course and play the game that they love and so you know yes we've got a lot of restrictions in place thanks to you know provisions that are given to us through the state of illinois and and the health department but you can still play golf and that's what counts the most you know whether it's only two people right now and maybe it'll be four in the future you know uh we can't always all take the carts out right now, but, you know, you can still do um, some normal things. And, and that's all part of this whole thing is that recreation doesn't necessarily have to completely change. Um, you can still go to the park. You can still take a walk. You can still bike. You can hike. You know, there are a lot of things you could still do through this whole thing. And now we're talking about, you know, next phases, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about the parks, if they're still open and, like, uh, sports scores, are they open for I guess, walking around. Well, the sports court hasn't been open because it's a larger kind of complex facility with a lot of sports fields, and sports fields were not open during this kind of initial phase of everything. Um, Our parks have been open, though, but amenities within our parks um, have been temporarily removed from from during this stage. As we enter into phase three of the reopen plan in the state, um, we believe we're going to be able to bring back, you know, basketball rims and soccer nets and uh, disc golf cages and pickleball nets and tennis nets. So we're we're moving into the next phase of that, but we did have to temporarily remove those, um, you know, when we were under the stay-at-home order. And, of course, the uh, new bar at the Skybox with all the uh, 
simulators, that hasn't been able to be utilized as much as you would like because of the shutdown? It's been completely closed this entire time, yeah. Um, you know, the, the entire campus has been closed. Uh, our sports complexes haven't been opened at all. And, and so, again, as we move into the next phase, we're talking about how we could possibly reopen Skybox. Could we do to-go service there? You know, we're, we're being creative just like everybody else is with how we can function on a limited capacity, of course, keeping social distancing in mind. Do you have a uh, running tally of how many events have been canceled? I know soccer tournaments and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah we were talking about that the other day. We, we've postponed a lot, I would say, so they're not all completely canceled, but um, we still are just kind of unclear what the summer is going to look like. So those that have may have been pushed off to July or August, possibly, now we're looking at, you know, how we can shift those around, possibly. But we, we have had to cancel, or at least postpone, sorry, big tournaments like Puma Cup. I mean, that's one of our largest soccer tournaments and brings people from all over the U.S. And, and we've had to postpone that right now, and we're hoping to potentially see what we can get in down the road on that. But, yeah, we've, we've definitely got a long list of events that have uh, not happened and or are postponed. We're talking to Laura Gibbs-Green, the communications manager for the Rockford Park District. And, Laura, I have to tip my uh, cap to you for the creativity. Zoom camps I just saw are in the works. You got it. Yeah, our team is just phenomenal, and I got to give them credit, too. When we came down and all these COVID restrictions came down, you know, we said, hey, we can still recreate. We can still be the resource that everybody knows and loves in the community. And we know parents were struggling because they're dealing with homeschooling and they're dealing with e-learning and they're dealing with, you know, just schedules and differences in the day. And so we wanted to provide something cool. So it started off where we provided recess. So every day at 1 o'clock during the weekday, our team posted a video on Facebook and a website, and it's just a cool activity, easy, quick, something to do at home with objects you probably have cool you know so that's how kind of it started and then as this evolved we thought well let's do zoom camps let's do zoom lessons let's do you know so that's where it's gone is we're doing hockey stick handling lessons via zoom now and we're doing camps via zoom now and that's really going to be a trend that probably is going to continue Um, however we do hope that as we move into the next phase we can start maybe some smaller and i mean real small (laughs) uh, groupings and and see how we can do because really you know, the big thing that, that we're seeing is kids just need to stay active. They need to stay busy. They get into a lot of trouble sometimes when they don't have some of those structured activities and things to do. And we want to make sure we're providing that, especially as the summer comes around, when they don't have the learning going on. So that's when we really kick into high gear. And we're trying our best to figure out how to do that and reach those youth that are that are so uh, that need us. Now, for birthday parties, I know a lot of people, my kids as well, had birthday parties at, like, Skateland and all that stuff, uh, you know, the Carlson Arctic Ice Arena and such. Uh, what are your plans for birthday parties moving forward? We did start a virtual birthday party with Rocky. So for $10, Rocky um, will send like a personalized card, a little cool video that you can play for your little one. And there's like, a little coupon in there. So when we are able to reopen, you can utilize the facility then. So we're doing some virtual birthday parties where we're kind of specializing and personalizing um, little something for kids right now. And how do we sign up for that? Is it just through your website or where? Yeah, it's through our website. RockfordParkDistrict.org is kind of the landing hub for um, all of the things that I've been talking about. We've got a COVID-19 page that we started. Um, we've been breaking everything down. You can find our recess that's been going on every day. You can find our activities and our virtual programs. And then just some tips and things as you recreate in the park district. You know, we're asking you just to play it safe and Keep those rules in mind that are out there for all of our safety. Well, I just love your voice. It's so perky, and it just makes us all feel like, well, comfort food. It's like, yeah, it's all going to be good. It's all great. So, 
See, and I always thought that about your voice. Your oh. voice always makes me feel warm and welcome. So. Oh, I love that. So uh, last minute here, anything you'd like to add concerning the Rockford Park District and COVID plans and such? I just want to thank the community for, for, for hanging with us. We know it's been frustrating to take away some of these activities, and it wasn't fun for us to shut down tennis, take away tennis nets and shut down basketball courts and playgrounds. That's not fun for us. We love seeing people out at our park. So stay with us. Hang in there with us. We're, we're going to be there for you. We're not going anywhere. And just thank you for, for being patient. And, you know, we're not perfect. There's no perfect playbook for this. So give us a little grace, too, as we try to navigate through uh, something that changes minute to minute, almost day by day here. And one last question. A lot of grass to cut. Are we still cutting the grass, or is it going to be knee-high, deep weeds by the time we open up again? No, we have had um, minimal maintenance being done at our parks and facilities. So, again, small skeleton crew. So there may be a little bit of a longer period, depending on how Mother Nature cooperates with us. If it keeps raining like this, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, <laughs> but... Uh, no, we have been doing minimal maintenance at, at our parks and facilities. Awesome. Laura, always a pleasure to talk to you. You got my number. Use it anytime you need it. Awesome. Thank you so much. We talk to the mayor of Loves Park next on This Week in the State Line. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part. Because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back to This Week in the State Line. I'm Steve Summers. And we'll say good morning to Loves Park Mayor Greg Jury and the financial guru for Loves Park, John Danielson. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Great, Steve. Thank you for having us. Is, is there a better term than guru, financial guru for you, John? <laughs> city treasurer so I, I reached out to loves park because we hear a lot about the city of rockford and from the mayor and the governor but there's a lot of other communities that are going through a lot of things as well so that's why i invited greg jury the mayor of loves park to uh, jump on today this would be the big weekend for young at heart and that's not happening this year correct that's correct that's correct and, um actually last year the actual festival did not take place um because that was a chamber event that actually got canceled. But we do our parade um, and the fireworks, and they're obviously canceled this year um, due to the uh, the virus, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we have a lot of sponsorships. So even trying to, especially at this time, trying to get businesses to uh, participate, we felt would not be a good idea due to the fact that the the struggles that they're facing with this also so we we basically uh i would say we suspended it not officially canceled it we've had some conversations about if things turn around maybe have a parade and the fireworks over labor day weekend so we're it's not a hundred percent uh canceled uh so we're going to wait and see how things pan out with uh big events Sure. Later on this summer. So. All right. So as mayor and with the governor's, I guess, mandates, are you thinking of opening before the end of maybe July, as we're hearing, or end of June now? Our plans are, and we've been working with uh, basically all the mayors, uh, village presidents in Winnebago County, um, and it was announced the other day, we are working closely with uh, Mayor McNamara and Chairman Haney in uh, moving into phase three on June 1st. Um, and we're moving restaurants, churches, um, and some youth activities 
uh, up to phase three with the hope that we can open them uh, June 1st. Because the way I understand it is the order, Steve, is supposed to expire on May 29th. Uh, then the only thing out there is is the governor's plan, which technically is not, and I'm not a lawyer, so it's it's a recommendation, it's not a law. Correct. So we're the county working with the health department and uh, trying to come up with guidelines for businesses to open, uh, to follow those guidelines. We would be, we're right now 99% sure that June 1st, there's going to be some sort of opening in Winnebago County with with uh, with multiple businesses. Let's put it that way. We're talking to Love Spark Mayor Greg Jury and the Treasurer John Danielson. So, Greg, have you been hearing a lot from businesses struggling? Um, what's your take so far on, I guess, the pulse of Love Spark? Yeah, I mean, we I hear from anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five calls a day that are businesses that are. Number one, you know, why can't we open? Number two, when can we open? Uh, number three, we help them uh, go through trying to get the payroll protection plans and the other grants and stuff that they are uh, they're eligible to get. Uh, but yeah, it's a real uh, frustrated uh, group of calls that we get because they. Um, I understand the first thirty days. Steve, you know, with the mm-hmm. with the stay at home order, um, we've we have flattened the curve. The hospitals do have their capacity, and that was the reason we did what we did. So I think now the businesses are thinking, you know, why aren't we moving forward? And and we are now, but I think they felt we should have probably been doing that early in May um, and moving forward because the numbers have been reduced for quite some time. So. For us, I mean, we're, in, and that's obviously why I have John with me today, is we're in a situation where we're one of the few communities in the state of Illinois that do not collect a municipal property tax, Steve. So okay. for us, you know, people live in Los Park, they still pay the school district tax, the park district tax, junior college, and all the other taxes, but we do not levy a property tax, so we rely on sales tax, gaming, and income tax. Well, the businesses are closed, the games are closed, and people aren't working. So we're panicking right now, and and what I'd like John to do is explain the problem we don't know is because of the timing of those revenues. So if you'd let John, would you explain a little bit to him? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Mayor. Um, you know, the big thing for us is that the tax dollars that we, we receive from the state to run off of are delayed about two or three months. Um, so so we're, we're not going to know how bad this is until certainly next month, maybe the month after. Um, and we just it's just really hard for us to try and predict um, what sales tax revenue is going to look like. For, because sales tax that was collected in March, for example, we're not going to see until July and uh, from the state. And, and the same thing with uh, the gaming revenues. Um, we, I got a check across my desk here a couple of weeks or a few days ago that was for March, and it was for about fifty-three thousand some dollars. And normally it's up around eighty thousand. And of course March was 
you know, the month about two-thirds of the way through that the, the order went into lockdown. So right now, in terms of gaming revenue, which is getting close to a million dollars a year for us, we're getting absolutely nothing. And, um, and as I say, if you look at sales tax, income tax, all of those things that come from the state, you know, it takes time for people to, you know, to, for sales tax, for the business to collect it, to calculate it, to send it down state, for the state to, you know, to figure out the distribution, sure. and then we get our portion back. So we just, we don't have a clue how hard we're going to be hit. And so, as everything, everything starts to recover, is when we're going to get hit. So as the treasurer for Love's Park, John Danielson, have you ever seen such uh, red lines going down so fast before in the uh, coffers before? Well, um, like I said, we, we really haven't seen them start to go down yet. I mean, they are some, but we're going to, like I said, we're going to get hit hard probably next month and then in July. Right. If you back up about 10 or 12 years when we had the recession started in 2008-9, we got hit pretty hard pretty quick then. But I have a feeling that when this does hit, it's going to be worse. Now, hopefully, it'll bounce back quicker when things do get going. Um, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. And, and Steve, our, some of the, my biggest concern is uh, getting the message out to people. And, and, we, and they've, done, they've done what they've had to do, but I think it's, Time that we get the message out to people that there's a it's it's on the recovery. The numbers are not what we thought they were going to be. Um, the recoveries are a lot more than I think what's actually being stated. Because when you when you run all these numbers, Steve, mm-hmm. there's like 900 people that you're saying when you look at you know 1500 have the have been tested positive, 43 have passed away. There's 100 in the hospital. And there's 300 and some recoveries or 400 and some recoveries. What about those other 900 people? Are they all in quarantine? Have some of them gone through the 14 days and they have recovered? But the health department has just not had the opportunity to reach out and talk to them to confirm it. So I, I think one of our biggest fears is that we do open up and a large number of people are going to still be petrified and scared to go out and socialize and, and and stay six feet apart and do their thing. So it, it's got to be, there's a balance that's going to have to happen. And um, it, it, it's tough. And I think none of us have ever been through anything like this. And hopefully we are starting to move the other way. And the reason I uh, focus on Love's Park during Memorial Weekend is because of your history for the Young at Heart celebrations and the Field of Honor. The Field of Honor, right next to the Love's Park City Hall grounds, that's still going to be open over the Memorial Weekend? Yes, it is open. We're actually having uh, um, the whole area has been basically overhauled, the last two years because of an EPA um, site that used that used to be an EPA site and, right. or a landfill site. And with an EPA order, we had to, you know, put new dirt down and do a whole bunch of prairie grass and stuff. So the Field of Honor will be open for the weekend. Um, the flags that are always out there for families to come and take to put uh, take to their uh, to the grave site of their family members is available to come and get, uh, and that'll, that still happens. Uh, um, the Rockford Boys and Girls Club are involved in that, and they came out and set the flags out. So hopefully it's not going to be as convenient, but they, they, they still can come and get them. 
and uh, and we want to make sure they have that opportunity to do that. Well, no power, no. Uh, I guess uh, very obvious that as the mayor for Loves Park, there's a lot of frustration, and uh, your businesses are ready to go. So we all hope you wish you well, and and hope it all gets going faster than slower for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, all we can do is uh, work with them, the businesses when they start up, and and hopefully all of our agencies throughout the county work with them as partners so we can get moving in the other direction and uh, try to salvage part of the summer um, the best we can. That's Love Spark Mayor Greg Jury and Love Spark Treasurer John Danielson this morning. We'll be back with more of This Week in the State Line in a moment. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Well, it's time to talk to Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. A lot to talk about today as a lot of things are starting to break loose a little bit. First of all, how are you feeling? You good? Yeah, we're doing great. We're doing great over that. The city, uh, the city of Rockford staff just doing a phenomenal job uh, working with a lot less but helping a lot more people. Which is great. Now, so many things are shaking loose. It's hard to keep track. Um, what's opening or what's not opening up in about a week. So I'm going to give you the floor to pretty much lay it out for people. Okay, so just that easy task of outlining every single thing <laughs> that's come out. Uh, <laughs> so I'll do my best. And I'm also just going to be up front with you, Steve, and tell you uh, a lot of this information fully hasn't been developed uh, through the state and gotten down to the local level. Okay. But I'll do my best. So all, right, great. all gatherings of 10 people or fewer are now allowed. Uh, starting May 29th. Travel, uh, you can still, you can travel, but you should follow the IDPH and CDC approved guidance. Uh, education and child care, uh, remote learning for uh, preschool through 12th uh, grades continues. There's uh, more child care and summer programs would open under IDPH guidance, which again, we're getting all of the IDPH guidance. What we're hearing, Steve, is we'll get that on Friday. Okay. Uh, outdoor recreation, you're seeing all the state parks open. Uh, you're seeing tennis courts and things of that nature open. Uh, and activities are permitted with 10 or fewer folks. Uh, so all those people who have uh, more than two kids in their family uh, and own a boat uh, can now boat with the entire family, which is always good. Uh, all manufacturing is open. Non-essential businesses are open. They'll obviously have several guidelines, safety guidelines, guidance uh, from IDPH, again, coming out later this week. Uh, Bars and restaurants was brand new. Uh, He announced yesterday that bars and restaurants would be able to have outdoor dining, and I'll touch on that in a second. Uh, Retail, uh, all retail opens up, but under uh, IDPH-approved safety guidance, but you also have to be wearing a face covering. So uh, probably the biggest news uh, yesterday for most people in our area was that uh, outdoor uh, dining options uh, was moved up into this phase, which obviously wasn't every single thing that we were hoping for, but uh, was. I am excited that he is at least, uh, uh, I would say, compromising and uh, opening up uh, restaurants a little bit sooner than he had initially uh, laid out. So we are going to dedicate a number of our employees here at the city to review outdoor dining options. We're also going to be waiving any permit fees 
associated with the establishment of outdoor outdoor seating areas for restaurants on public or private property. We will allow temporary outdoor seating areas in private parking lots, on sidewalks, on public lots, and in, and potentially even some alleys if it's uh, uh, if depending on where those alleys are located right. and what surrounds those alleys. Uh, we also will suspend the liquor license approval process for existing restaurant license holders to expand or create outdoor seating areas. So we're going to try to be as business-friendly here locally to those restaurant owners as we can. I think you'll also hear me today state that we will be uh, extending uh, our deferment of the food and beverage tax to our restaurants uh uh, to July 31st. We also will extend today the uh, no water shutoffs, uh, a waiver of payment fees, and also uh, a waiver of water late fees. Uh, so we will continue to do that. One other thing that we're going to outline today to help our small businesses uh, is we created a microenterprise uh, fund to assist uh, micro enterprises uh, with employees two through five. Uh, so if you have a small shop with two employees or all the way up to five, we created this fund and we helped in one week uh, more than 30 different companies. And so now we're looking at other areas that we feel are not getting the assistance that they need. And one of those areas is sole proprietors. So a business that has no uh, employees uh, but still needs assistance. Uh, and so we're going to be opening that up uh, a fund for those employees uh, or for those employers, and that will open on May 26th, so next Tuesday. So we're pretty excited about that because that will help a whole host of those sole uh, proprietors that are out in our community. And again, just to reiterate, these don't really kick in until the end of the month, so we still have another week. Yep, May 29th. May 29th. So now, a lot of things were opening up. Did the um, hair salons open up? Are they part of anything? Because I've had some oh, people I'm, ask me about of that. Of course they are. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, but, and that's the most important one, right? Uh, <laughs> barber shops and salons open up under IDPH approved safety guidelines. Uh, again, we'll get those, we hope, on Friday. Uh, also, health and fitness clubs can open up for uh, outdoor classes or one-on-one personal training. So the outdoors is going to be the big key here. So restaurants that are just like on a sidewalk, will they be allowed to put a table and chairs or so on the sidewalk now too? Absolutely. And so typically those restaurants would have to pay a fee to do that. Right. We are waiving all of those fees and we are dedicating employees to review those plans that folks have because we still want to know where they're at and approve the plan, but we're not going to charge them anything for it. We are just going to have uh, a number of our employees dedicated to us so that we can get them answers as soon as possible. Okay, that's great to know. And then uh, as far as City Market, they announced that they're going to be trying to uh, get things rolling on June 5th, I believe it is. So um, those guidelines, are you okay with those at this point? So, yes, June 5th is is when uh, the City Market opens, so that's uh, pretty exciting. Uh, Obviously, we'll look different than we all know and love, but uh, excited that it's coming back. so am I okay with the guidelines? A little bit of a loaded question. I would say I'm very thankful that he compromised on a number of areas. He's increased child care. He's increased uh, face services. Uh, and he uh, has, at least to a, a certain extent, began the process of opening restaurants. Uh, 
Obviously, I would still love some portion of indoor seating to be allowed, and we'll certainly advocate for that if he was to do another executive order or if there was state legislative action taken. Okay, and then with Memorial Weekend upon us, any messages, uh, any thoughts? Yeah, I would say two big thoughts. One is, uh, obviously, we always have a Memorial Day parade and gatherings to honor those men and women who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. And I would urge citizens still, there's a number of ways that you can honor those who have paid that ultimate sacrifice. You can, uh, you know, visit grave sites. You can donate to charities that uh, assist their families. Uh, you can, you know, uh, fly the flag. There's a host of ways that you can honor them. Uh, and I think all citizens should. We certainly will in my home. Uh, with that being said, uh, as just from the standpoint of this is typically a weekend that many gather, uh, right now you still cannot gather, and I would strongly urge our citizens, please, we are making progress. We are flattening the curve. Everyone wants to be open, but to be open, our stats have to be in the right place. Right now they are, but they're only there because of all the work our citizens and business owners have done. So I'd urge them, please, continue to wash your hands, continue not to take unnecessary trips, continue not to gather, continue to wear your mask, and please practice social distancing because we are making a difference. We are flattening the curve, and we're doing so together. And if there is any kind of an uptick, then everything goes back the different stages, and then we're all back to where we began, so we don't want that. Uh, no doubt. I mean, why do all this work that we've put in, all of the annoyances and nuisances we've had to deal with, uh, why let it all go for naught? Uh, so please, this is the time to really buckle down and uh, continue the good work that our citizens have been so uh, gracious and, and carrying out thus far. And then one, uh, I guess, compliment to you, sir, is the uh, email that went on on Facebook concerning Memorial Day and things that you can do to remember those on Memorial Weekend. Bravo. That was well said, well put, and uh, it was very moving. It was like, yeah, I guess you're right. You can put up the flag and you can wear red, white, and blue and such. It was great. Well, that's wonderful. We have an amazing team here and we have amazing citizens. This really is a weekend to honor those who paid that ultimate sacrifice. And I just would say, uh, let's please practice that social distancing. Please, uh, as hard as it is not to gather during times like this and special weekends and holidays like this weekend, I'm just pleading with uh, the citizens, please hold up your end of this bargain. We're doing all we can from the hospital standpoint, from the public safety standpoint, from uh, assisting small businesses standpoint. We need our citizens to continue to do the wonderful, gracious work that they've done to help us continue to flatten this curve. Well said, and I know you've got a lot on your plate, and I appreciate you checking in every week to uh, keep us all up to date on what's happening in our city. So thank you so much. Have a great week in yourself, and uh, stay healthy. All right, you too. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line, or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.